In Numbers 23 through 24, Balak and the nation of Moab learned a hard lesson from them. You can't curse God's people. So Balak and Balaam and the rest of Moab, they get creative. They can't make God break his relationship with Israel, but they can get Israel to break their end of the relationship. Starting in verse 1, while Israel lived in Shethim, the people began to whore with the daughters of Moab. These invited the people to the sacrifices of their gods, and the people ate and bowed down to their gods. We're told in Numbers 31.16 that this was all Balaam's idea. Since they can't get God to curse Israel, they'll give him a reason. Moab sends some ladies over to Israel, and they invite them to worship their gods and have a grand old time. And so in verse 3, Israel yoked himself to Baal of Peor, and the anger of the Lord was kindled against Israel. You've likely heard of a common Christian doctrine called assurance or perseverance of the saints. It's the teaching that once a person is saved, they can never again be lost. Since we're guarded by God, sealed by the Holy Spirit, justified by Jesus, that means we're completely safe from the fires of hell. Numbers 23 through 24, yesterday's reading, certainly gives substance to that idea. When God has you, nobody can take you away. But lest we get too comfortable and assume that we have nothing left to worry about, we need to take chapter 25 to heart. God wouldn't curse Israel just because Balaam asked, but he would punish Israel for their own blatant sin. In verse 4, the Lord said to Moses, Take all the chiefs of the people and hang them in the sun before the Lord, that the fierce anger of the Lord may turn away from Israel. And in verse 9, we're told that those who died by the plague were 24,000. Nobody can take us from the hand of God, but we can choose to abandon him when we join ourselves to sin. We've just been shown that nobody can curse God's people, but we can bring cursings on ourselves by rebelling against God. Staying true to God means taking on the zeal of a man we read of named Phineas. And behold, one of the people of Israel came and brought a Midianite woman to his family, in the sight of Moses and in the sight of the whole congregation of the people of Israel, while they were weeping in the entrance of the tent of meeting. When Phinehas, the son of Eleazar, son of Aaron the priest, saw it, he rose and left the congregation and took a spear in his hand and went after the man of Israel into the chamber and pierced both of them, the man of Israel and the woman through her belly. Thus the plague on the people of Israel was stopped. It's certainly one of the more intense passages in Scripture. A man blatantly and in full sight of Israel's weeping leaders takes this woman into his tent. She's one of the women who has been leading Israel astray to worship false idols. So Phinehas, grandson of the high priest, he sees this, and he takes a spear and runs them right through. God calls Phinehas a man of zeal. He's someone who's passionate for God and understands God's passion for us. As such a man, Phinehas isn't going to tolerate anyone who leads God's people astray to false idols. The zeal in Phineas and in God makes us modern readers a little uncomfortable. Zeal is often translated as jealousy in our English translations, something that we're always told is something bad and to be avoided. So when we see that God is jealous, like in verse 11, and we see that God's jealousy is expressed sometimes in violent acts, we might feel a little queasy. 
but a fuller picture of God's jealousy will help us understand this emotion from God. Understand that God speaks of his relationship with his people as marriage. We see this image throughout the prophets, especially the first three chapters of Hosea. In an ideal marriage, you want your spouse to feel some jealousy over you. Would it be okay if your spouse just didn't care if you ran off with someone else? If they had no passion to keep you as their own prized possession? And so when God sees us go after idols, it's like seeing a spouse run after another lover. You don't want a spouse who lets you go so easily, and you don't want a God who has no passion for you. It's this passion that drives God to deliver his people from oppression, to reach out to those who abandon him, to sacrifice his son on the cross for us. God's jealousy, that's his passion for us. And because Phineas had that same zeal for God, the Lord says, Behold, I give to him my covenant of peace. From our reading, we learn to never take advantage of the Lord's affections, thinking that we can sin with impunity because of how much God loves us, and he would do anything to get us back. That line of thinking doesn't love God. It abuses him. Nothing can take us away from our passionate God because he never wants to let us go. But when our passions lead us astray, that burning passion can turn into a burning wrath.